Chapter 43 of Genesis, reading in the Shocking Bible, the Everett Fox translation. The story of Yosef and the famine continues. But the famine was heavy in the land. And so it was, when they had finished eating the rations that they had brought from Egypt, that their father said to them, Return, buy us some food rations. But Yehuda said to him, saying, The man warned us, yes, warned us, saying, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you wish to send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you some food rations. But if you do not wish to send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Yisrael said, why did you deal so ill with me by telling the man that you have another brother? They said, the man asked. He asked about us and about our kindred, saying, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? So we told him, according to these words. Could we know, know that he would say, Bring your brother down? Yehuda said to Israel, his father, Send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may die, live and not die. So we, so you, so our little ones. I will act as his pledge. At my hand you may seek him. If I do not bring him back to you, and set him in your presence, I will be culpable for sin against you, all the days to come. Indeed, had we not lingered, we would indeed have been back twice already. Israel, their father, said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the produce of the land in your vessels, and bring them down to the man as a gift, a little balsam, a little honey, balm and laudanum, pistachio nuts and almonds, and silver two times over, take in your hand, and the silver that was returned in the mouth of your packs, return in your hand. Perhaps it was an oversight. And as for your brother, take him. Arise, return to the man, and may God should I give you mercy before the man so that he releases your other brother to you, and Benjamin as well. And as for me, if I must be bereaved, I must be bereaved. The men took this gift, silver two times over they took on their hand, and Benjamin as well. They arose and went down to Egypt and stood in Yosef's presence. When Yosef saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Bring the men into the house, slaughter some slaughter animals, and prepare them, for this is with me that these men shall eat at noon. The man did as Yosef had said. The man brought in the men into Yosef's house, but the men were frightened that they had been brought into Yosef's house, and said, It is because of the silver that has returned in our packs before 
that we have been brought here for them to roll upon us and fall upon us and take us into servitude along with our donkeys. They came close to the man, to the steward of Yosef's house, and spoke to him at the entrance to the house. They said, Please, my lord, we came down, came down before to buy food rations, but it was when we came to the night camp and opened our packs there was each man's silver in the mouth of the pack, our silver by its exact weight, but here we have returned it in our hand, and other silver as well we have brought down in our hand to buy food. We did not know who put our silver back in our packs. He said, It is well with you. Do not be afraid. Your God, the God of your father, placed a treasure in your packs for you, for your silver has come in to me. And he brought Shimon out to him. Then the man had the men come into Yosef's house and gave them water so that they might wash their feet and gave them fodder for their donkeys. They prepared the gift until Yosef come back at noon. For they understood that they were to eat bread there when Yosef came into the house, they brought him the gift that was in their hand into the house, bowed down to him to the ground. He asked after their welfare and said, Is your old father well, of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? They said, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. And in homage, they bowed low. He lifted up his eyes and saw Benjamin, his brother, his mother's son. And he said, Is this your youngest brother, of whom you spoke to me? And he said, May God show you favor, my son. And in haste, for his feelings were so kindled toward his brother that he had to weep, Yosef entered a chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out. He restrained himself and said, Serve bread. And they served him by himself, and them by themselves, and the Egyptians who were eating with him by themselves. For Egyptians will not eat bread with Hebrews, for that is an abomination for Egyptians. But they were seated in his presence, the firstborn according to his rank as firstborn, and the youngest according to his rank as youngest. And the men stared at each other in astonishment over it. He had courses taken to them from his presence, and Benjamin's course was five times greater than all their courses. Then they drank and became drunk with him. So ends chapter 43. Monday, chapter 43. Judah looks better in this Yahweh's version of the cycle of famine and appeal to the storehouses of Egypt story. Simeon is held hostage in Egypt, pending the return of the ten brothers, and Judah offers to stand surety for Benjamin's safe return. This time, the reunion is in Joseph's house. The gifts the brothers bring 
echo what the Midianite caravan carried when Joseph was sold into Egypt. And the obeisance of the brothers to Joseph echoes the dreams of bowing down that got him in this trouble in the first place. The literary artistic hand is dominant here again. But imagine yourself, not in the story, but as a hearer in the audience hearing this story in later centuries, identifying as an Israelite, a member of one of the twelve tribes, which tribe would you rather claim as your own heritage and legacy? What are the messages to us in the days of David's kingdom? Or in Judah, after Israel had fallen to Assyria? Or in Babylonian exile after the fall of Jerusalem? Or back in the Jerusalem of the Restoration, building a second temple? Each time this story sounds different. History is written by the victors, or at least by the survivors. And the ten lost tribes have less voice than do Joseph and Benjamin and those who claim their names, the way people like me claim the name of Bruce, heedless of genetic connections to the original hero. The messages among the tribes in the Middle Ages of this tradition may not be the same as the messages to the remnant people late in the editing of Torah. And it's so much more than personal morality and invites so much more empathy across political difference, a thing too often missing in our generation and barbaric culture.